0: Springs.
1: Nearly 500,000 people.
0: Olympic City, USA.
1: Garden of the Gods.
0: Pikes Peak.
1: It's a growing city.
0: Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do?
1: How does it impact my life?
0: This is where you find out.
1: Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government.
0: Oh, man you can smell that smoke and you've likely heard about the wildfires along the western slope and now a burn ban order is in place here in colorado springs thanks for listening everyone i'm jen schrader or thanks for watching on facebook and my guest today is colorado springs fire marshal brett lacy brett thanks for being with us thanks
1: for having me over jen
0: i really appreciate you being here and before we get into what the burn ban means um, i know people may have heard that it's um, in effect but they might not know exactly what that entails so before we get into that Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're not brand new to Colorado Springs. You've been I'm, here a
1: little while. I'm not brand new. So it's I've been here 29 years. Okay. And uh, uh, let's see a little bit about myself. That'll be a short, boring story. So <laughs> I started in the fire service back in, what, 79, back in the Albuquerque area with Bernalillo County Fire. I was a firefighter paramedic. Um, I've kind of been very fortunate in my career to be able to work with different departments throughout United States. So in Corpus Christi, um, Stillwater, Oklahoma, obviously Albuquerque came here from Corpus Christi fire and, uh, started out and but like i say been here 29 years where'd you
0: grow up did you grow up albuquerque
1: okay was a place green chili is my favorite plant okay and food not too far away so it's good um and and i don't know pueblo tries but new mexico green chili (laughs) is oh man you're
0: gonna get yourself in trouble (laughs) (laughs) so now colorado springs is home. so now
1: colorado springs been here for a long time been fortunate to be with this department for all of those 29 years Phenomenal department. Um, I, I will speak to the fact I think it's, if not the best, one of the very best in the country. But we also have a very good city that supports us. And so that makes that easy.
0: Well, you've seen quite a bit here in terms of Wallow Canyon, Black Forest Fire. You've been here through the most recent fires that we've had and quite a few years of seeing different conditions. Where would you rank us right now?
1: Um, it, it's kind of interesting that you asked that question. So uh, different people have asked that over time. And I I think I got to kind of qualify that and say, like COVID, everything's a little weird right now. So I I would say just right out of the gates, things are not as bad necessarily as we were during Waldo and Black Forest. Um, But we do have some vegetation moisture that is drier than we had during that time. But the bigger compounding factor is that our cooperators, our resources that surround the city, uh, we're all kind of back on our heels because of COVID. We can't bring the same number of people together to fight fires. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There are different districts that are having financial difficulties because of COVID. They can't raise money the way that they typically have uh, based on, you know, social distancing numbers. And so it has created a plethora of issues that we're having to look at um, and, and, and put all of this together in the formulas to what are we going to do with burn restrictions and bans. And so based on the high temperatures we've had, which is unusual for us this time of year at uh, the long run, based on the decreased fuel moistures and on the fact that we can't rely as heavily on our cooperators and our neighboring departments like we have, uh, we all felt it was best in the region to go ahead and extend even a little harder into bands to just try to keep that behavior down, try to keep open fires where ashes and embers can blow down. Because if we do have a bad start, we're gonna struggle to maintain control and we don't wanna do that.
0: And, and the burn ban to me all, has always seemed this way, but especially now, it's almost like, you know, saying to everyone, we need your help.
1: Exactly, right? so as you know, our tagline through the wildfire mitigation Side is sharing the responsibility. And uh, truly we're asking for the public's help to help us share in that responsibility. We've just got to not use fire that is using wood or pellets or charcoal, those things that has ashes and sparks that can propagate fire into our wildland urban interface or to other buildings. Every year we have a number of fires that start from people trying to dispose of old coals from charcoal grills and they leave it on the deck thinking it's cold and out because it's been there for two or three days and it's not. We have a little breeze that picks up and we start a fire. And so we're allowing propane, we're, we're allowing natural gas, so you can still have your fire pit in the backyard if you've got natural gas or propane. You can still grill if you've got a natural gas or propane grill. Um, but I am asking everybody to help us and not use any kind of campfires, not do anything with wood, combustible materials that way, or pellets. No charcoal. Okay.
0: And that's really critical as we head into Labor Day weekend. Does that make you a little nervous or um, hopefully people are getting the message early? Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And I think, Jen, that this population, the city of Colorado Springs has done a really good job. I think there was an awakening when Waldo happened. But I think everybody clearly got a picture of when we're asking for help, they pretty much heed that. Right. So we try not to, to cry wolf at all. But when we are in a serious situation, we share that with the public, and I think they do a good job of supporting us. And so I I know the smokers and that stuff, everybody wants to do that for Labor Day. Maybe this storm event that's coming in, maybe we'll get enough moisture. I would like to pull back the ban as well, but I'm not going to do that until the conditions are safe to be able to do so. So we're keeping our fingers crossed as well. But we just need the public's help in getting through this rough spot.
0: And now and that, that's what I was going to ask is what is the criteria for saying, okay, we can lift this or, or ease these restrictions a little?
1: So we will obviously monitor the weather. The weather is very important, right? If we're having a lot of moisture, that decreases the susceptibility for ignition because our vegetation is wet. We've not had a lot of moisture in a couple of the most recent past storms we've had. Uh, They were gully washers. So that water comes down and it seems heavy and it's like we've got flooding in the streets, but it's so fast and so furious that the water runs down all the storm drains, ends up down in Pueblo, right, goes to the Arkansas, and it doesn't have time to get pulled up into the plants and the vegetation. So it doesn't help us. It does in the short term by wetting grasses, but in any kind of sunlight and a slight breeze, that's dried out within an hour. Right. So it doesn't help us. So we need some sustained moisture, some sustained wind uh, is going to, you know, help dry that out. So we need the, the steady rains to keep that moist.
0: We need that here. We need that across the
1: state. Yeah, the drought's terrible. And then, so we look at the, the weather. We look at fuel moistures. We measure those on a weekly basis uh, during the summer to evaluate how well the moisture's being absorbed by the plants and what we call the fuel Uh, But we also look at all of our air resources. We look at who we can bring to bear if we do have a fire. And when everybody starts getting pulled away to these larger fires. That's what I was
0: going to ask. Do we have a lot of folks being pulled away right now? Yeah,
1: not from us locally. We are helping with some of the fires. Okay. But minimal because we want to take care of home field, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact is, other people that we would rely on, so the U.S. Forest Service, BLM, some of those firefighters are tied up in these larger fires. So we're going to have a very significant delay in getting additional resources if we need that. So the only safe and prudent way to deal with this is to pull back and say, look, we just don't want a fire to start. That's the best means of of prevention to not have a disaster. And as weather improves, as temperatures start to finally drop, because we're going to be moving into fall, Things should improve and we'll come out of the ban and hopefully the restrictions.
0: And I like that you said that most most folks, especially those who've been here for Waldo Canyon and Black Forest Fire or have lived in places that have experienced that type of devastation, they get it. They get that we're not just going, will you please help us? We're saying, we need you to help us. It's critical. Um, and most of the time, you feel like you get good compliance.
1: Yeah, I think the public here does a really good job. We, we know we turn over about 12% of our population a year. We've also been growing in size, as everybody can see. So we do have-
0: If you're new, new here, yeah.
1: Yeah, we have new citizens. Um, but I, I do think that the public as a whole, as well as our community education outreach group, we work hard to get the word out. You uh, and this podcast, uh, folks throughout the city organization, help to spread the word that, look, we're in a bad straight right now. It's not going to last forever, but we need to behave and not do some activities we're used to such as smoking, you know, meats and doing things, barbecuing, grilling with combustible materials. Um, And we'll get through that. But it is important that everybody shares that information.
0: Yeah, don't do those things you're used to, change your behavior a little bit. We've all been having to do that anyway, right, about COVID. And so we know you can do it out there. We're hoping that people can um, do it when it comes to this burn ban. So um, I wanted to to give everyone this website, coloradosprings.gov, Slash outdoor fire, and that's where folks can really go to see the graphics of what's allowed and what's not allowed. Right? I mean, because it's gonna it's gonna impact people differently depending on what their normal activities are.
1: Right. And I think that uh, is the best way to en- encapsulate all the things you can and cannot do. Um, it, we try to be as specific as we can. It gets to be a little arduous. If there's any questions that anybody has, you're welcome to call Fire Department Administration and. Um, you know, we can answer more specific questions if you have them.
0: Okay. Any other tips? What did I forget? No, to give I, to I folks just, or just, I
1: think I apologize for that. Um, I, I just want people to be aware. I think sharing the responsibility, both, one of the good things we've had is wildfire mitigation has been taking place aggressively because people haven't been going to work. Right. And so they've been staying home. And they've been limbing up, cleaning up their properties uh, in, in the wildland urban interface. I encourage everybody to continue doing that as much as you can. Because, again, stacking the deck in our favor, if we do have an ignition, if we do have a fire, and if we can keep that fire low and on the ground, keep it out of the trees and out of the gamble oak, uh, we will have a chance to stop that in its tracks, and that's going to make everything safer for the community. So sharing the responsibility is very important.
0: And, you, and I'm glad you mentioned that because if folks are new here um, or they've moved to a new area, that perhaps they need more mitigation, if they need help, if they need tips, your website also has Absolutely. that.
1: Absolutely. Go to the website. There's lots of information on how to do it, what to do, calling us as a resource. So we offer a lot as the City of Colorado Springs and the Fire Department to help people. So please look at that.
0: Okay. So you feel good. You, you think they can do it. This was a good pep talk. I do. <laughs> I, I think,
1: look, we've, as we've talked, we've made it through a lot in COVID, right? We have, And the whole point is we know the message with that, that if we act badly or we disregard the warnings, we're going to be going backwards. Uh, We're all going to pay for it. We don't want to do that. And the same thing with fire. We need to be very safe with it right now. It's a very dangerous time for multiple reasons. And I'm just asking everybody to cooperate with us, hold tight for a little bit modify your behavior doesn't mean you can't grill just do it over the right appliances Mm -hmm. and enjoy the holiday if the band continues through that i i promise we're looking at that on a daily basis and we will ratchet stuff back as soon as we can but not until it's safe
0: okay awesome thanks brett and stay up to date also i want to mention to folks um follow uh, colorado springs fire on social media Um, they're everywhere that you would find your on your favorite platform you can find them um, and that's a great place to stay up to date on this ever changing situation. Um, and again, you can go to coloradosprings.gov slash outdoor fire to find that full burn ban order along with the state burn restriction order. Um, you can find more information there. So thanks for listening. Thanks Brett for being with us. Thank you Jen for Um,
1: always taking care of us.
0: And we really appreciate everybody out there listening and trying to do their best to stay safe. Thanks for listening to behind the Springs.